Welcome to this week's edition of the Carolina Kayak Lunker Hunters podcast, sponsored by Carolina Waters and Carolina Palisport Outfitters, the podcast that covers the tournament trails in North Carolina and beyond. It feels good to be back in the studio after a couple weeks away. As I said in the last podcast, I went to Knoxville, Tennessee for the Bassmaster Elite Series event on the Tennessee River, and that was so much fun to cover. I got to see Clark Winlet, Jason Christie, Jake Whitaker, uh, several others on the water doing what they do best. Such a blast to see them to see them in action on the water and then talk to them afterwards. I got to talk to uh, the winner, Jeff Gustafson, every day of the event and wrote about his incredible tournament. He caught 20 18-inch smallmouth to win that event, which was really surprising because I thought for sure largemouth mostly would play. And as he said several times to me, catching smallmouth on the Tennessee River is kind of random, and it's very hard to pattern pattern those fish. So what he was able to do for that event was amazing. And from there, I went to Lake Hartwell for the Bassmaster College Series event. Those kids caught a lot of fish. The, the heaviest bag was 18 and a half pounds, about, I don't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but the first day, almost every team, there were 261 boats, and I think 240 of them weighed a fish. So Lake Hartwell was, was really good to those college anglers. It's just a lake you can go out and catch a lot of fish on. And um, it was fun to see. It was fun to see some of those bigger fish get weighed in. There was a six and a half pound largemouth weighed in, and a lot of really plump spotted bass weighed in as well. Those college anglers are really good too. Congratulations to Carson Newman on taking the first and third place uh, spots in that event. Those guys had something figured out for sure. Uh, the first place team won with. Uh, one with largemouth bass, and their third-place team had spotted bass. So Carson Newman University was dialed in for that event for sure. While I was in South Carolina, I had a couple days to kill between, between events, and I finally, finally got off the suck bus and managed to catch some fish. When I rolled into town on Monday, I went uh, a lake above Hartwell to Lake Kiwi, and caught a four and a half pound bass. And I say bass because the more and more I think about it, I don't know what type it was. When I caught it, well, we'll start here. I hooked it and thought it was tiny. And it was not a tiny fish. I spent a long time actually fighting it, making sure it wasn't going to get off. It jumped one time and it looked like a, a smallmouth bass, which kiwi has i just didn't know they were that big but i finally got it to the kayak lipped it because i didn't have the net and in the moment i thought it was a spotted bass for sure and it would have been the the biggest spotted bass i've ever caught uh four 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 and a half pound fish somewhere in that somewhere in that class really fat really pretty i'll post a i'll post a picture of it on my facebook page um, but the more and more I think about it, I don't know if it was a spotted bass or if it was a mean mouth bass. 
Uh, when I post that picture, comment to let me know which one you think it is, because the more and more I think about it, the more I'm, the less sure I am which uh, which species of fish it was. But regardless, it was fun to fight it, fun to get it in the boat. I caught two more littler spotted bass that day, and then three days later, I went two lakes down to Clark's Hill. I found uh, found some some muddier water. Kiwi is a super clear lake. I went there a day after I caught that big fish and didn't do any good. I could see about ten feet down, and that's just not my style. It's definitely style of uh, a style of lake I need to improve at. But that was that was not the day to uh, to try to experiment. I was just out there to have a little bit of fun that uh, that second day. But down at Clark's Hill. The water was super muddy. It was kind of high, flooding the bushes, and I got to uh, I got to flip a jig for the first time in 2021. Caught four keeper largemouth. All of them were super pale, just come up from deeper water. Pretty fish for sure, and uh, fell one fish shy of a limit. I really, really wanted to get that limit, but couldn't quite uh, couldn't quite get it before dark. So overall recreationally and professionally it was a great two weeks uh fishing action but i am glad to be back home doing this podcast and uh and i have a tournament on the horizon the ck burlington bash is coming up this weekend and i'm excited to uh excited to be home and able to participate in that before we get to that tournament however i want to talk about the queen city kayak bass fishing tournament on santee cooper over the weekend Chris Gravely wins that event with 87 and a half inches, and that is a new Queen City record. Every fish he weighed in was over 20 inches, and three of those fish were 22 inches or better. Two of them were really, really fat fish, and they both measured 22 and three quarter inches. Congratulations to Chris. West Virginia angler Eric Cormack catches 80 inches for second place, and Jeremy Heath takes third with 78 and three quarter inches. We'll have Jeremy on later in the show to talk about his performance at Santee Cooper, as well as uh, his his season overall so far, because he's sitting in second place in the Queen City Angler of the Year standings. So stay tuned to hear what Jeremy has to say about that. As I was looking down the leaderboard for Santee, it looked like it looked like that lake was a little stingy. I think they missed it by just a week. Um, you know, I think I think the fish are making that hard push to the bank this week. Um, there was warmer weather the previous week, but I think there was enough enough cold weather and enough colder nights on the front end to kind of uh, to kind of keep keep some of the fish at bay. Um, obviously, there were still some really giant fish caught at this event, but I think if it was just one week later. You would have seen real, something really special from that Queen City group. Nonetheless, a really good tournament. Finally, a, a, a decent weather tournament. I heard it was pretty windy on that lake, but no rain for the most part. Uh, I think those guys they needed a they needed a tournament where it wasn't either snowing or pouring down rain. So those guys really did a good job at Santee Cooper over the weekend. Meanwhile, Russ Snyders wins the Hobie BOS at Broken Bow with 170 and a half inches for two days. 
that guy is just really good. I mean, there's not much, not really much else to say about about him as an angler other than that he's just he's just amazing at it, and he's uh, that's not going to be his last win for the season either. I guarantee that. And as I mentioned earlier, this coming weekend is the CKA Burlington Bash. It is the second CKA event of the 2021 season. Four lakes are eligible for this event. McIntosh, Lake Kamak, Stony Creek Reservoir, and Grand Mabane. I'm not sure where I'm going to be going this event. I'm heading out to practice on Thursday, and hopefully I'll be able to... Uh, Hopefully I'll be able to figure something out and that'll push me uh, push me to one lake over the rest of them. And hopefully I'll be able to do it power fishing. Before we get to our guest today, I have to thank Carolina Waters for their support of the podcast. Carolina Waters is a performance and outdoor lifestyle brand that celebrates the aquatic resources of North Carolina. From the mountains to the coast and all points in between. Check out their selection of lightweight performance shirts with sun protection. Soft style logo tees including the new Redfish series of shirts comfy multi-season hoodies, and a variety of headwear. Whether you're on the water or just hanging around town, Carolina Waters has you covered, and my listeners can use the code KAYAK at checkout for a special offer. Check them out at carolinawatersnc.com, on Instagram at carolinawatersnc, and on Facebook at carolinawatersnc. For the college basketball tournament March Madness, they also have new new t-shirts, for your favorite NCAA team, so make sure you go check that out on their website. Again, that is carolinawatersnc.com. I'd also like to thank Carolina Palisport Outfitters for supporting the podcast. CPSO specializes in putting you in the kayak that fits your needs at the best price around. CPSO are a dealer for Native, Feel Free, Three Waters, Johnny Boat, Sea Stream, and Cuckoo Watercraft. Visit their website at www.carolinapso.com and their main location at Ace Hardware in Arcadia, located 10 miles south of Winston-Salem. Our guest this week is in second in the Queen City Angler of the Year standings behind Chris Goodwin and is coming off a third-place finish at Sansy Cooper, Jeremy Heath. Thanks for joining me, Jeremy, and we'll start here. What kind of is your, uh, what's your history with Queen City so far? Well, I'm just kind of one of those guys that um, I popped in and out for a few years doing a few of the local tournaments that wasn't too far from where I live up in Hendersonville, North Carolina. And, uh, you know, I did a few of those tournaments, but I never really got into it where I did enough to be able to compete for the Angler of the Year. Usually would, you know, finish pretty well in any of those tournaments, but um Really, this year, I'm really trying to focus on trying to do something for the Angler of the Year points. Absolutely. Is this, is this your first year competing for AOI then? Um, yeah, definitely for sure. Okay, gotcha. So you're off to you're off to a really good start then. As, if this is your uh, if this is your first year really going for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about my start. I just hope I can keep it rolling. Absolutely. Kind of. I guess it's been you. Queen City's had some really tough tournaments to start out with. How have you been able to kind of kind of find success through this through the changing weather conditions to start the year here? <laughs> well, the weather conditions have not been pleasant. <laughs> uh, it's it's quite comical how how horrible the weather conditions have been. Um, I remember uh, Lake James was just 
a grueling, tough, super slow tournament. Like I, I had to fish extremely slow in like 40 or 50 foot of water with a shaky head. It was, uh, it was grueling. Uh, Lake Norman, it was completely different. I got into some hot water, but the uh, cold rain absolutely was, it just stings. Um, but I still was able to find them with a shaky head, but they were a lot shallower off of docks and things. But um, lakes, and then Santee, man, Santee was, oh man, I, I it was grueling until lunchtime. Like once it started to warm up a little bit, like I didn't even have a bite until like 11 o'clock where uh, I just picked up a spinner bait and caught a five pounder. And I'm like, well, I know what I'm doing. I'm not putting this thing down. <laughs> and Absolutely. I threw it the rest of the day. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about Santee a little bit more here. What were you kind of expecting from that event? Did you have any history there heading into it and kind of, uh, kind of, you know, beforehand, what was your, what were your thoughts about Santee? <laughs> well, it's kind of funny. Last year I had a great story. Um, I was pretty much paranoid the whole tournament when I fished it last year. Um, I had got out real early, was waiting on uh, time to start fishing, taking a couple pictures of the sunrise. And uh, I had like a 13 foot gator literally lift up the back end of my kayak. <laughs> oh, man out of the water and scared me to death. I then couldn't even turn my rudder because I was just too paranoid and you couldn't even see them. I mean, the water clarity was horrible and I knew he was there and it just, I just stayed paranoid the rest of the tournament. Didn't do real well. Caught like one fish last year. And then, uh, yeah, that'll year, really, uh, that'll really throw you off when you're uh, trying to start your, that's what happens when you're starting off your morning oh yeah yeah this year was totally different um I still kind of went into it with not real high expectations just because I didn't do real well last year but um didn't have no interferences and was able to pick up on a, a pattern about lunchtime that I was able to fulfill and come out with a third place finish absolutely I'll tell you, you mentioned it a little bit earlier what was was it just a was it just a water temperature deal for you as far as uh, as far as the difference between morning and afternoon? Uh, I really think um, there was some really bad wind conditions out on the main lake through the morning, um, and then I moved out towards the main lake once I guess once it had calmed down and everybody else had moved into the backs. Um, but once I got out on the main lake, I started throwing a spinnerbait and uh, smacked one right off the bat. And I'm like, well, I know what I'm doing the rest of the day. And so I just went with it and I just started making cast after cast, as many casts as I could, covered as much water as I could. And I ended up putting four really good fish in the boat. Absolutely. What was kind of the, what was the, what was the deal, I guess, is the best way to put it as far as, uh, as far as structure, as far as kind of the area you were fishing? Oh man, cypress trees. I was, like off the main lake and like the cypress tree islands almost like in the clumps and the and the I guess you'd say the um islands of trees uh-huh and uh man anytime I would find like some trees that had grown together I guess it would hold a, a bigger root structure 
I would run that spinner bait like right by the base of that tree and they would hit it almost instantly. It's more of a reaction bite than it was them eating. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. Gotcha. So what? I just had to cover a ton of water. Gotcha. What what lake were you on, if you don't mind me asking? Uh what's the upper lake? Uh Marion. Yeah, I was on Marion. Okay. Yeah. Do you have very many people fishing around you? Oh yeah. There was bass boats everywhere, kayaks. Um towards the later end of the day, there wasn't as many kayaks. I've seen a few of the I, I think it was high school teams that were fishing bass boats. Uh, one of them got to hear me yell when I caught like that five pound, 12 ounce right at the, my last fish, man, that was awesome. Absolutely. So yeah, you were kind of, you know, kind of searching, searching there. It sounds like until midday, you know, once you, once you did find them, was there sort of a, sort of a sense of relief or were you just trying to catch as many as you could before the day ended? Exactly. I was trying to catch as many as I could before the day ended. My last fish actually came 30 minutes before it was over. So unbelievable sigh of relief. And it was also my biggest fish of the tournament. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, the way you started the started the tournament last year, total opposite of the way you ended the day, uh, ended the day this year. Exactly. It was, it was, it was awesome. I mean, it was, Definitely the biggest, um, I guess, bag of fish that I've ever weighed in. Oh wow! Okay, gotcha. How long have you been fishing? Uh, how long have you been fishing kayaks out of a kayak? I'd say probably about four years now, and I'd, I'd really never done a whole lot. You know, I'm kind of like your little average Joe guy that you know doesn't get out much. I'm, I'm a single dad with two kids, and I work a full time job, so. It's a, it's a little bit tough to get out a lot, but, um, this year I've been able to schedule some vacation days and actually be able to compete. Absolutely. So far, so far, you're definitely making the, making the most of it being second overall in angler of the year. And, uh, one thing we haven't touched on yet was the, uh, was the team division that you're, you and, uh, it's Corey, right? Is your partner. Oh, yeah. Corey Racer, yeah. You two awesome. are, uh, you two are in first place in the team angler of the year so far. How has that kind of, how has that kind of unfolded for you? Man, it's, it's been pretty great. Um, man, we're, we're really got some momentum going there too. I'm hoping we can keep it going. Um, man, Santee, I caught my first two fish and I called Corey up and I was all excited. I was like, man, did you get you two? He's like, nah, man, I ain't doing no good either. And I'm like, all right, dude, we got to pull this together. And then like, out of nowhere, he starts freaking out on the phone. I'm like, are you, what, what's going on? Are you all right? And he's like, man, if this is a bass, it is the biggest bass I've ever caught. <laughs> and he ended up with what would have been the biggest fish of the tournament. It was the biggest fish of the tournament. It was 23 and a quarter. It was like seven and a half pounds. And he, I was on the phone with him, talking to him when he hooked it. So it was like the best phone call ever. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, that's a, that's a giant right there. Yeah, he, he's definitely a good angler to have on your team absolutely no doubt about that seems like it's obviously from the from the standings it seems like you two work well together oh yeah oh yeah I, I, I think uh I think it'll work real well the rest of the year I'm hoping we can just keep it rolling too I gotcha I gotcha so you know, you mentioned you mentioned Lake James being a grind, and uh, you know, kind of kind of a couple of techniques you've been using to 
to finish with to finish well in these events what do you uh what do you feel your strengths as an angler are is it the finesse techniques or is it more of the power fishing i'd have to say that uh the finesse technique has played more of a of it's played more this year than uh, my power fishing so far, which, you know, that has a lot to do with the water temperatures. But um, Santee was totally power fishing. The other two tournaments were totally finesse fishing. I, hopefully, you know, I'm just a good all-around angler. That's what I'm hoping for. I guess I'm going to find out more towards the spawn and after the spawn, see right. how things go. Right. Is there, if you had to choose, though, is there, would you choose power fishing or finesse fishing telling you there ain't nothing like throwing a good spinner bait and getting clobbered with it <laughs> i i hear you there i would i would choose that any day of the week over uh yeah. over finesse yeah. fishing you got that right so. i'm hoping it can keep going absolutely absolutely i think uh you know uh the next uh, the next event that's the uh high rock event correct the uh yatkin chain event wherever i got i think i got it mixed up actually what's your all's next event uh it's the one that's got hickory on it I'm, okay i'm playing i'm planning on hickory gotcha gotcha so oh, yeah. you could go so with those lakes i guess you could go either way as far as as far as power fishing and or finesse fishing how are, how are you feeling about that feeling about that event um i'm thinking power fishing for sure hopefully you know i can scan around see if i can't find some on the beds would be nice but um we'll see absolutely yeah. so excuse me for you know your second overall in angler of the year right now are you was that one of your goals coming into the year was to win angler of the year or so what did you kind of in your mind determine would be a successful successful season for you i set my goals very low <laughs> <laughs> and and i'm never disappointed um my goals this year were just to make it to the toc i really just wanted to be able to make it to the toc you know score some good points every tournament be able to get there i just wanted to fish the two-day event at the end of the year have a good time with my friends man absolutely now it's kind of a have you have you adjusted that at all now that you're you're three tournaments in and sitting sitting pretty there in the in the top three? Man, I'll be satisfied if I make it to the TOC and have some good times with my friends. Awesome, man. Good deal. Good deal. So um, you know, before I get you out of here, um, is there anything anything you'd like to uh anything you'd like to promote, any business you'd like to shout out here? Oh. I mean, other than Queen City being absolutely awesome, we've got a little club tournament or trail that we do up here in the mountains. It's uh, altitude kayak bass fishing. They're pretty awesome. We'd like to see some more people come and join us for some tournaments. That would be pretty great. But uh, I don't have any sponsors. I'm just your average Joe, man. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, do you have a couple more details about that, uh, about that other bass club that you just mentioned? Um, we're more of a local uh club uh up here in uh near Asheville, North Carolina. Um anybody can find us on Facebook. Um I hope we can pull in a few more and we can get a little bit better group going up here too. How many members do you have right now or how many people have you been uh how many people have been uh at your events so far? Uh we're averaging about 
you know, 20 to 30. We're not, we're not really pulling the numbers like Vinny does, but uh, we're, we're, uh, we're a good local club with a lot of great guys, man. Absolutely. For, for, a for a local club, that's a, that's a really good number. I hope we can keep it up. I think, uh, I think that's been buffed from Queen City. I think they've definitely showed out too, because we did our first event on James and I know a few of them pulled in from there. Which I won that event. Gotcha. I gotcha. Congratulations on that. Thanks, man. All right, Jeremy. I appreciate you doing this this week. And uh, congratulations on a uh, on a good season so far. And I hope you're able to hope you're able to keep it up here. Maybe you'll uh, maybe you'll have a shot at unseating Chris as the as the angler of the year. Man, I'm gonna do my best. Welcome to this week's edition of My Best Catch, a segment where I ask my wife Allie a simple fishing question that she will likely get incorrect. Allie, while I was gone, I sent you a picture of a fish I caught at Lake Kiwi in South Carolina. Give me all your thoughts about that particular fish. The size, the coloring, you know, just kind of how, how you felt about it. Well, first of all, I did not know it was at uh, Lake Kiwi. Um, the fish did not look like a kiwi, so I think that lake should be named something different if it's not producing kiwis. Besides that, though, it was a very, very nice fish. It was quite large and spotty. Kind of looked like Cleo if she was a fish. For context, Cleo is one of our cats. Anyway, on to this week's question. Allie, what is a brush hog? A brush hog is a very interesting bait. I'm glad you asked. It is a pig-shaped um, rig. Not, not just a pig, it's just the pig tail. Some little curly cute tail type looking bait. Um, and it's found in the brush. The marsh. The marsh? I don't know. <laughs> it could be. A pig in the brush in the marsh. <laughs> That's all for this week's edition of My Best Catch. Tune in next week for another question. Allie, once again, thank you for joining. You're welcome. Before I close today's show, I'd like to mention a couple things I omitted from the first segment. Commissioner Vinny Ferrer let me know that Chris Gravely was throwing a wacky rig Cinco at the Queen City event at Santee Cooper. Pitching around at wacky rig Cinco is Santee Cooper 101, and I'm not surprised that that's how he was able to break the Queen City record and win that event. I'm sure a lot of guys were throwing it too, but Chris put it in front of the right class of fish to win that event. The other thing I'd like to mention is Cody Milton absolutely blew away the field at the Lake Murray K-1 
KBF Trail Series event on February the 28th. He caught 102 and a quarter inches of bass, including a 25-inch largemouth, to win that event. I think second place only had 80 inches. So that's a heck of a day at any body of water. Um, I honestly expected that 25-inch fish to be caught at Santee Cooper and not Lake Murray, but Lake Murray is a really, a really cool place to fish as well from what I hear, and I just didn't know it had that class of fish in it. So I think Santee, or I think Lake Murray, excuse me, will be a, uh, a popular fishing destination here for the next, uh, for the next couple years if that class of fish keeps coming out of that lake. Thanks again to Jeremy Heath for coming on the show earlier today and sharing his insight on what went down on Santee Cooper. I'd also like to thank Carolina Waters and Carolina Paddlesport Outfitters again for sponsoring the show. Thanks again for supporting the show and thank you for your patience while I was on the road and trying to figure out what my schedule is going to be like. I'm hoping to release a special bonus episode this week and then I will be back on a hopefully normal schedule uh, for the next few weeks before I travel to Alabama for an open the first week of April. So stay tuned to the Facebook page for scheduling updates and information on when the next podcast will be out. But until then, this has been the Carolina Kayak Lunker Hunters podcast. <laughs>